How often do you feel like you have to prop your eyelids open and get a coffee IV just to make it through the day? Are you struggling to function at work and to mother your children well because you're so worn out? Do you wish there were something simple you could do so it would be just a little bit easier to get out of bed in the morning and have a little more functional time at night before you have to collapse into bed? In this episode, we're going to be talking about small changes you can make today that are going to help give you the energy to parent well and joyfully and to do your work with cheerful faithfulness. Hello and welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood. Are you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and longing for a safe community of believers? Do you sit up at night googling how to work and homeschool at the same time, or Bible verses on anxiety? Do you wish for a Titus II older woman to help you navigate this lonely parenting path? I'm Sarah, a veteran homeschooling mom daughter of Christ, and no stranger to broken marriage. I know the heavy burden of shouldering a family alone. I only wanted to raise my children to love Jesus Christ, but I watched as my family crumbled in front of me. I didn't know who I could trust, but God provided the healing and discipleship I needed through mentors who spent years faithfully applying His Word to my heart like ointment to wounds. My desire is to use this podcast to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning. My prayer is that you'll be pointed to Christ, learn to forgive, find freedom from fear, and learn that we have a God who can be trusted. Make sure your earbuds are charged and grab your Bible. Let's walk this path together. Hey friends, I don't know about you, but for a really long time, I thought of my food and exercise choices only as a means to an end, and that end was to look the way I wanted to. Years have passed, and I have so much responsibility as I parent alone, and I've noticed that my perspective has shifted a lot. I've seen that when I have brain fog from poor eating, I can't work as well in order to provide for my kids the way I need to. When I haven't gotten myself outside for some exercise, I get anxious and tired, and often I end up being impatient with my children. And so at this point in my life, I see in a whole new way that the health choices I make really have spiritual significance. If what God is calling me to right now is to work to provide for my family and to spiritually lead my children, the food, exercise, and sleep choices I make can either help or hinder that. Now, no matter how I'm feeling physically, 
I still have a responsibility to honor God by doing my best at work and being kind and patient toward my children. But if I'm creating a stumbling block for myself when it comes to achieving those ends, and that stumbling block is a sense of physical ill-being due to not taking care of my health, then those choices aren't really in some separate category from my spiritual life. Truly, God planted our souls in bodies, and the physical and spiritual are all interconnected within us. Before we go on and get to these five simple changes we can make to help us battle exhaustion, I'd like to say two more things. First, I'm not a physician, and what I have to say today shouldn't be construed as medical advice. Always consult your doctor for medical questions. Second, some of you listening may have autoimmune or other health issues that render you tired no matter what you do. Pregnancy and nursing can even fall into this category as well. You may have a very limited amount of energy to use each day, and you may find it necessary to carefully budget the energy that you do have. You know your body and your condition. You know what your limits are. But if doing some of these things that we're about to discuss has the potential to buy you just a little more functional time each day, even half an hour or more of interacting with your children in the evening, I would encourage you to press on and apply what you're able. You may never have the energy that a typical person could achieve by making these choices, but it's likely that you could increase the energy you do have. And I would argue that it will have a spiritual impact. And so without further ado, here are five tips to combat single mom exhaustion that you can start doing today. Number one, reduce junk, especially refined carbohydrates. Now, I'm personally not a proponent of getting rid of all junk food all the time, but if we're eating sugar every day or getting fast food several times a week, we're just not going to feel well. One possibility is to have one day a week where you eat sugar, or you could choose just to have a small serving of dessert, but only after you've had a healthy dinner. Do what's sustainable and realistic for you. And by sustainable, I mean do what you do in a way that you can keep up over the long term consistently. I'm going to stop here and say that the tips I'm going to share only work with consistency over time. Sometimes extremely low-carb diets can be appealing because they create fast weight loss, but for most people, they're really tough to maintain for long stretches. Let your end goal be to create realistic habits that you can keep day in and day out, like reducing those refined carbs so you can increase your energy. Consistency is where you're going to see change in your energy levels as well as in your overall health. Number two, emphasize whole foods. Ask yourself, what kinds of whole plant foods and healthy proteins can I incorporate into my eating plan for today? For me, I find that it works best to eat a green salad at some point during my day. Our bodies crave the nutrients in leafy greens, and they really feel the lack when we're not getting them. Another thing I aim for is to choose Healthy carbohydrates rather than refined carbs or 
on the opposite end, low to no carbs. I find that eating some fresh fruit every day and choosing foods like sweet potato or quinoa as a side dish help keep me full and satisfied in a way that a low-carb diet doesn't. But they also help prevent me from overeating as I have a tendency to do when I'm eating a lot of refined carbs like bread and pasta. I also look at my fat and protein intake, and I aim for healthier, mostly whole food versions of those as well. Nuts, avocado, some butter and olive oil, those are all options I like for fats, plus some bacon here and there. I love bacon. I currently do a lot of chicken and turkey for protein. I know that the choices I'm making are having a huge impact and helping me move through the day more joyfully by giving me the energy I really need as a single mom. Number three, avoid late night eating. Wow, I don't know how aware you are of this, but did you know that the body really does not like to digest food at night? It's actually trained to assimilate the food that you eat during the day. And when you feed it late in the evening, suddenly it's being forced to do two tasks at once digestion and assimilation, and digestion takes a lot of energy. Another issue is if you eat heavily close to bedtime, it can raise your blood sugar as you go into a resting state overnight, interrupting your sleep and making you feel even more tired the next day. Have you ever noticed how eating late at night will cause you to be sluggish and kind of dull-witted the whole next morning or even all the next day? I have experienced this many times. Once again, timing your eating to avoid taking in food late at night is an area that's so helpful to get under control so it doesn't create a stumbling block for you when it comes to doing what the Lord wants you to do and behaving in a way that honors Him. If there's any choice we can make to avoid being overtired, filled with brain fog and cranky, I think we should aim for that choice as frequently as possible. Now, I want to offer a caution here and warn against legalism or creating a set of rules outside of scripture that some people regard as necessary to have a really holy life. None of these things I'm talking about are in themselves sinful, like eating lots of bread or having pizza at 11 p.m. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that these things are wrong. In fact, the scripture does say in 1 Timothy 4.4, that everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. However, we do want to eat and drink to the glory of God. That's 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31. We don't want to be enslaved by anything. And that's chapter 6 verse 12. And Proverbs 23 20 says we don't want to be gluttonous or eat excessively as a habit. I just want to encourage us all to exercise wisdom in what we eat and in the way we eat, because as I mentioned earlier, it does tend to have an impact on our spiritual lives. Let's just not make the mistake of creating extra rules that we regard as being on a par with scripture. Once again, wisdom is the goal, not legalism. So back to the third point of avoiding late night eating. It's best to get good nutrition during the day so you're not hungry in the evenings and you can plan a small snack if necessary, preferably one that's a little higher in protein, close to bedtime if you find that helpful to ward off cravings. 
I think you're going to find too, as you reduce your refined carbs and focus more on whole foods, your blood sugar will remain more stable and you'll feel more satiety even well into the evening. A good rule of thumb is to stop eating most nights past 8 p.m. Number four, walk outdoors in the sun and fresh air. To be honest, any kind of exercise is going to help you. But if you're outdoors, you get this double benefit of sunlight with its vitamin D and its impact on your endocrine system, as well as the benefit of motion and activity. Morning is ideal to go outside for a walk. And that's because it helps your body reset its circadian rhythm when you expose yourself to morning sunlight. If you've got thyroid or adrenal issues, this can be a huge help. But to be quite honest, any outdoor time, moving around and especially walking will help you. Force yourself if you have to. Walking is a great first exercise if you haven't been active in a while, but it's also important for all of us to get outside and in the sun. I've noticed that as little as 10 minutes a day over a few days has dramatically increased my energy when I've been feeling anxious and tired after a stretch of days being cooped up inside. Within as few as two or three of these short walks, I'm suddenly feeling much more alert and cheerful and I'm able to think more clearly. It amazes me what good a few outdoor walks can do. Now, if you're struggling with getting everything together for your little ones so you can go outside and have a walk, one thing you can do is plan snacks or a simple meal ahead of time that you can pack with you. You could do something like cheese sticks, seed crackers, and fruit so you all can eat a little kind of snack meal outdoors when you're on your walk or at the playground. This way you don't have to rush home for snacks or a meal and it can make getting out of the house and into the fresh air much more doable for you. And the fifth tip to combat single mom exhaustion that you can start doing today is get your sleep. Sleep is essential to feeling energetic, but know that implementing the other changes I've talked about in this episode are going to naturally improve your sleep in 90% of cases. To sleep well, it's best to allow for at least seven hours to have habitual times that you go to sleep and wake up, and to remove screens from your room before bed. I have a freestanding digital alarm clock so that I don't have to have my phone in my room as my alarm. I love it because there's a setting that makes it sound like birds are tweeting when the alarm goes off, so it's not jarring at all. It seems pleasant. And as a side benefit, not having immediate access to my phone right away in the morning helps counter the temptation to start my day by scrolling and helps me get right into my time alone with the Lord. It's also helpful to have a bedtime routine for yourself. Some things you can do to prepare your mind and body for bed, giving the signal that it's time to sleep. I like to take a warm shower and read a while before I close my eyes at night. Now, I know the things I've shared today have been super simple, but sometimes it's the easiest things, the easiest changes that get overlooked when we're struggling with constant tiredness. I hope you feel encouraged to implement a few or even all of these tips so you can be strengthened and start to have the energy you need to do the things God is calling you to do today as a single mother. As we wrap up today's episode... Let's not forget the promise of God in Isaiah 40, verse 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord, that can also be translated, who put their hope in the Lord. 
Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Friends, hang your hopes on the Lord in every area, including the area of energy. Keep seeking him for his own sake, but also seek him for wisdom on how you can apply the ideas we've talked about to maximize the energy you have. Ultimately, rest on him for strength to do what he's called you to do today. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded, believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.